Welcome to the Human Condition Podcast. My name is Dia Hassan and I'm your host to this podcast. This is our second episode where we explore the human condition and the human potential. Welcome to the Human Condition Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Dia, and I'm running this episode from my studio, alone in my studio, home studio. As the world is in lockdown at the moment, I feel like a lot of us are spending a lot of time indoors. And a lot of topics have been coming up recently in conversation with friends and just online. I've been observing a lot of people talking about these things. Personal development, mental health, and even, you know, the rate of success of relationships and marriage and uh, staying together with your partners. This episode is a little bit different because we're not having a guest on this podcast, but I wanted to talk about topics that were interesting to me. And today's topic is going to be about self-realization and self-development during the time of quarantine. Now, if you're listening to this and you're stuck indoors, maybe you're listening to this in the future and we're all done with this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, we've we've hopefully stayed at home and flattened the curve and found a vaccine and everybody is back to normal life. But today, as I'm recording this, I'm probably in week three or four, to be honest, I can't really Remember the days, it's all merging into one right now, but uh, spending a lot of time at home created this mental capacity and space for me to review a lot of things about my life and about myself as well. So today, the topic that I wanted to cover is self-development and self-realization and what it takes to really visualize and meet yourself in the future. Our call when this first started and we were all super excited about working from home. Everyone was getting comfortable creating their home office space. But very soon and maybe very quickly for some people, they started realizing the shadows that they had to face. They started understanding that spending a lot of time at home would bring up a lot of unresolved uh, characters or traits or things within themselves or even things within their partners or their life situations that they'd had to deal with. And to be honest, to me, it kind of feels like we're all entering this realm of processing on a global level. There's going to be a lot of shift in things that we do, and people are going to be forced to leave their jobs, change the way that they live their life, or even probably change the things that define them in life. So there's going to be a global shift in the way that we operate as a human race and also as a society in general. And to me, that's a perfect time to reinvent yourself. That's a perfect time to really look at yourself in the mirror and think, how can I become a better person? What, what, kind of, what kind of things I'd like to achieve in the future? How can I craft my story in a way that I'm going to be proud of it when I'm on my deathbed? And to be honest, maybe that sounds a bit too crazy and heavy right now, but the things I wanted to discuss is the work that we have to put in. Most of the time, we know what to do to achieve that new promotion. We know what to do if you wanted to, you know, please your boss and get, you know, the next level at work or buy that new car. There's there's kind of like a process or a method that we all kind of in society agree and, and understand. But when it comes to personal development, self-development, a lot of the times I've realized, and I'm not, I'm not an expert, but a lot of times I've realized that we as a human being, we are misled or probably don't look at ourselves enough to understand where we are in life and where do we stand with ourselves? Are we happy with the things that we're doing? Are we, and if there are things that we've been brushing away, you know, what, how do they make us feel? So we're viewing our condition and understanding where do we stand in life and what are the things that we're happy with and what are the things that we're not happy with? And being in quarantine is, I feel like we're all being forced in that corner. We're all being forced down the, the corner of, you know, now it's time to really reassess everything around us, reassess the way that we live and reassess our relationship, Re rethink about the way that we make money even at sometimes. Maybe the silver lining is this is another chance for us to be reborn. It's another chance for us to really live our best potential. Now, 
personally, I've gone through a redefinition of the self a few years ago. I was doing a corporate job for about 11 years and due to some circumstances and some experiences, I've put myself in a situation where I just wanted to remove myself from the environment that I was in that kind of had all the puzzle laid out for me to just kind of continue being in a corporate job, continue being in a risk management environment. Currently, I run a production house, a production business in Dubai. And um, you can consider me as somebody who's a bit more of a creative. My background is in music. I've played in a band for well around probably 15 years or so. And, you know, we've been on tour with the band uh, across different parts of the world. We've opened up for Guns N' Roses, Muse, we're in five, 30 seconds to Mars. So I do come from a creative background. And being in a corporate job was something that just paid the bills, but it was never really, it never really defined my personality. But it was only when I was forced to reconsider my situation and the way that I was living my life through this corporate job that then I was brave enough to redefine myself. And going through the process of redefinition is never easy. You're stepping into the unknown. And to be honest, from personal experience, I don't believe that you can achieve redefining yourself by having one foot in and one foot out of your plan. Even though if the plan seems like it's filled with uncertainties, like there's a lot of fear around it, I feel like the only way for you to really give that plan a chance is if you take both feet and just go in and dig deep into your plan. Now, what I'm talking about here is, you know, the process that I had to go through from having a corporate job into pivoting and starting a creative journey that I kind of found myself in. It was the start of that journey was being true to myself and understanding what is the one thing that's going to make me happy if money wasn't an option. The one question I wanted to answer was, if money is not a, a problem, you know, and you can survive and everything is fine, what would you do for 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, every single day, and you'd be happy every single day? And for me, the answer was, just in general, was being a creative person and, and being able to provide value for the community around me through creative work. And then I've slowly found my way through content creation by speaking to friends and collaborating with friends. And myself, one of my friends, Tom Otten, had basically started Create Production, which is the company that we run in Dubai, um, based off conversations and based on connecting, um, you know, with the way that we would like to do business and with the way that we want to offer value to the world. Now, bringing this all back to the current situation, because I feel like today the entire world is going through what I had to go through maybe three, four years ago. And while everybody thinks that this could be a dangerous place for all of us, and maybe it is, and you know, some people are going to be compromised on the way that they live. Some people are going to they're going to get hit with with their salaries, and maybe some people will lose their jobs. Some people will lose their securities, their income. But it's a chance for us to redefine ourselves and recreate who we want to be in the future. It's only when we are at these low points in our lives that we sometimes have the biggest courage to pivot. And that comes with honestly not giving a shit about what other people think about you. Um, there is a part of it which is going to be the ego that's going to tell you, you know, what if people think this about me? And what if, you know, for example, let's say you're a banker at the moment and one of your passions is to be a cook, right? Or maybe your passion is, uh, is gaming and you want to be a gaming YouTuber or something like that. But you're too afraid and too scared about what people are going to say. You're too afraid about maybe what your family is going to say or what your friends are going to say. Um, especially if you live in these sort of societies where there's a certain expectation of living standards that you've got to meet to be able to be accepted within those communities and circles. That's going to put a lot of pressure on your decision-making process. And only unless and until you let go of that ego and you let go of giving a shit about what people think that you're going to be 
having the courage to pivot and redefine yourself in a way that's going to make you happy down the line, 10 years down the line and 20 years down the line. So that's the first thing you need to think about. And here would be a great place to reference John Senai, who's a friend and a guest of this podcast. He was on the first ever episode of this podcast. You guys can check that out on my YouTube channel, which is YouTube forward slash Dia Hassan. Um, now, he just released a guidebook called Future Now. And the guidebook starts with a line that got me thinking about a few things. And the line goes, welcome to the future where all our dreams come true, but so do all our nightmares. So reading this for the very first time really got me thinking about how much do we want the situation to control our future and how much do we want to be participating in our future and designing our future, creating the life that we want to live. I'll leave the future talk to John if you guys want to know more about that and the idea of how we would adapt with the current COVID-19 situation. He's written amazing articles and done amazing research around that topic. Uh, definitely check out his profile on Instagram and you guys could be connected to his work as well. But when it comes to the work that you've got to do to let go of your ego and let go of what other people think of you, that's kind of this first step for me to really start developing yourself and to start realizing your future self, the person that you're going to become, that you've always wanted to become. There's a lot of modalities that we can start adapting in our day-to-day -day practice. Breath work, shadow work, meditation, journaling, and maybe just being aware of the kind of content we're consuming. If any of those different modalities didn't resonate with you or probably haven't heard of before, I'm going to touch base on them a little bit as we go along in this podcast. First one is breath. Now, I've recently tried a shamanic breath work with a group called Nafas. Uh, nafas in Arabic means breath and the essence of breath. Um, so this group basically is based in Bali, I believe, and uh, one of their group members came and hosted some sessions here in Dubai. And the one thing that I definitely, that struck me while I was doing the, the breath exercise is how powerful your breath could be. If you check out their website called nafas.life, um, it says there, breath is the bridge which connects life to consciousness, which unites your body to your thoughts. I'm going to say that one more time. Breath is the bridge which connects life to consciousness, which unites your body to your thoughts. And to be honest, I was very surprised with the journey that the breath alone took me on when we went into deep breath work for two hours with tribal music playing loud in the room. And it was beautiful and transcendent and meditative, if that's a word to say. It's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> but it's definitely a practice that opened my eyes to the power of breath and to the power of filling up your body with oxygen and letting go of, of all of the toxins in your body. We normally breathe in a certain pattern where there's a small pause after each inhalation and exhalation. So when we do inhale, we breathe in, we pause, and then we exhale, and we pause. And with this shamanic breath work, the one that we've done here with, with this group, is it was a two-hour journey of extensive hard breath in and straight away hard breath out. So it was kind of like in this sort of pattern for two hours. So you can imagine... I mean, if you try to do that for a couple of minutes and it's very similar to the Wim Hof method, you will get dizzy for sure. So we were lying down and we were doing that for two hours with amazing tribal music and it really just transported 
my consciousness at least, to, to a different level. So that just opened my eyes to the power of breath. Now, going through that transformation that I had to go through moving from corporate world to the unknown, I had to go through a lot of anxiety attacks and I had anxiety pretty badly as well to the point that I found myself going to the emergency room and to the hospital um, on several occasions. So I definitely did not have control over my physical being or even my mental being. Going through the practice of breath and and until now sometimes I get a little bit anxious but now I kind of recognize that feeling. And the control and just being aware of the way that you're breathing, being aware of you know, when you're anxious, what's your breathing pattern? When you're calm, what's your breathing pattern? And us as humans, even when we go to sleep, so whether you're in REM sleep or deep sleep, your breathing pattern changes. Now, when I was a bit more aware of how is breath connected to the way I feel, I started trying to be in control of my breath, especially whenever I started feeling a bit more anxious. And that helped me a lot with overcoming a lot of the anxiety that comes with change. So letting go of your ego that's the first step that you need to do. The second, I would suggest, is to adopt a breathwork practice that's going to help you overcome difficult situations and really help you get connected with your body and your conscious being. Now, if you are creative of some sort, maybe a dancer, a musician, a painter, a writer, you've got a form that you can process your thoughts and your emotions through. Every time I write a song, I feel like I've kind of just went through a therapy session. Every time maybe I try to paint something, I'm a super bad painter. I try to, <laughs> I try to pretend like I can, I can do some abstract art. But even the process of throwing paint at a canvas helps me let something out. And if you've never really experienced that sort of process before, I definitely recommend trying. I mean, first of all, if you're creative, then I'm sure you have experienced some sort of flow state while you're creating your art or practicing your art form. But if you are not a creative, the one thing that I would definitely recommend to consider is journaling writing your thoughts down on a piece of paper. A lot of the times when I speak to friends, the number one thing they tell me about meditation and the reason why they don't or cannot meditate, which we'll get to later, is the fact that their mind is too busy. There's so much going on in their brain. But when you try to journal, your mind is moving super fast. And to be able to translate these thoughts into paper, there's a process where you need to slow down your mind and almost like observe your thinking process. What are you really trying to think about? What's your mind keeping you busy thinking about? And through that process, personally, I feel that there's a lot of healing that comes through when you're looking at what are the thoughts that it's bringing forward to you and why is, why is it bringing these thoughts forward? So journaling down anything that comes to mind, it doesn't have to sound good. It doesn't have to relate to anybody. It's literally like a verbal diarrhea that comes out, but it helps. It helps slowing down your mind and observing the thought process that your mind is putting you through. And now through the journaling process, what I'd like you to think about is meeting yourself in the future. Here's a list of questions that I'd like you to think about and answer. And within your journal, try to answer these questions as detailed as possible. I want you to really imagine the person you are in the future to the point that if you saw that person on the street, you could almost recognize the person or qualities within other people that belong to you or that you feel that you want to adopt in the future. First question for you to think about is, write down how would it feel to meet yourself in the future? If you were to get introduced to yourself as a foreign being or as a foreign person, what would yourself feel like? How would you speak? 
How would you act? How would you look? What kind of people would you spend time with? How would you come across to yourself? Try to visualize yourself as much as possible. Write down the things that you like about yourself when you meet yourself in the future. Maybe write down the things that you don't like about yourself. Write down the things that you are proud of yourself of when you meet yourself in the future. Think about the things that your future self have achieved. Think about what's important to that person you're meeting. Once you've accumulated all of these answers, and these can change weekly, daily, and as long as you're journaling those answers, it'll give you a reference of how you'd like to craft yourself. What are the areas that you need to be focusing on and what are the areas of development that you'll need to consider or even maybe eliminate from your life? I've recently seen a forward uh, which was related to personal growth and development during COVID-19. And the posts went something like, who do I want to be during COVID-19? It divided the process into different zones, three main zones. One of them was fear zone, second one was the learning zone, and the last was the growth zone. And in the fear zone, you got things like, I complain frequently, I forward all messages I receive, I get mad easily, and I spread emotions related to fear and anger. So these define the fear zone. And in the learning zone, it had things like, I become aware of situations and think how to act. I evaluate information before spreading something false. I recognize that we are all trying to do our best. And in the growth zone, it had things like, I thank and appreciate others. I keep a happy emotional state and spread hope. I look for a way to adapt to new changes. I live in the present and focus on the future. I am empathetic with myself and with others. And this struck me because it really connects with the way that we need to start thinking about ourselves more and understanding where we are in our human condition and existence. And I believe that this is a really nice segue to a modality and a practice that I've mentioned earlier on this podcast, which is called shadow work. Now, for a lot of the more conscious tribe and the, the people who've done the work on themselves, they probably will be familiar of shadow work. Um, I've done a bit of shadow work myself, but I'll give you guys a maybe a sort of very brief highlight on my understanding of shadow work and what it represents as one of the modalities that you can explore while you're on the journey of self-discovery or on the journey of um, developing yourself. Now, for every person, there are traits where we are aware of sometimes, and maybe for some others, we're not really super conscious of. Uh, these are things like anger, anxiety, self-sabotage, maybe sometimes depression, um, obsessive compulsive disorders, social anxiety, uncontrollable anger, rage, addictions, um, limiting beliefs, self-worth. These are part of the personality that are considered as shadows. These are things that live with us, that define our character, but they're attributes that are part of our shadows. To start shadow work, it's important for the person to admit to their shadows, first of all. You need to acknowledge your shadows and address 
the things or parts of your personality which live in the shadows. And it's only when you bring all of these aspects to the surface that you can then work authentically with those areas of your personality and character to discover your inner wisdom and your inner self. There is a very famous quote by Carl Jung that says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And that's the essence of working with your shadows. And to be honest, the benefits of doing shadow work is regaining part of your character. That's creativity, uh, resilience, self-esteem, self-worth, your calmness, and having control to part of your personality that you normally think are just reactive. And of course, shadow work is not easy. It starts by admitting your shadows. It starts by spending the time with yourself to understand parts of yourself that you're not completely happy with and why they do exist. Part of our social conditioning growing up with our families and our societies, we are brought up conditioned in a way that the things which are celebrated are accepted and we tend to exaggerate them. And the things which are not celebrated by our families and cultures are suppressed. And over time, our personalities get molded into all of these different attributes. So working with your shadows is trying to understand what part of your personality has been a socially conditioned aspect and what part of you is really who you are. And now to wrap this episode up, I really hope that through this conversation, I've left you with a couple of modalities and tools that you could deploy and implement during your quarantine time. Take this time to control the controllables, Think about the things that you can control. It's an opportunity for us to gain new skills, redefine ourselves, enhance our existence, and really look ourselves in the mirror. Try to analyze and maybe think about how could we become better human beings? How could we experience life in a better way? It's important to remember that the life we live is a reflection of who we are and how we feel inside. Um, Manifesting the life around us is a very powerful tool, but to be able to manifest a positive life, we need to do the work We need to practice certain modalities. We need to raise our vibration. And I hope I've left you with a few things that I sometimes deploy in my life and have helped me a little bit in a very humble way. I'm not the expert here, but it's just sharing things that I use in my personal daily practice that hopefully can inspire you. And you could then adapt and deploy for whatever really resonates with you. And even if that's 10 or 15%, then I feel like I've accomplished something Thanks for tuning in. If you've made it this far, consider subscribing to this uh, channel or whatever you're listening to it on, on any streaming platform. And I'll see you guys next week. Until then, I hope you're staying safe and you're staying home and you're developing your human condition. See you later. Thank you.